We are halfway to 50 in a quarter of a way to 100. Episode, episode 25, a landmark, a benchmark for the TFW podcast. We made it. We talked about it last week. Not many new podcasts. I think it's like eight episodes or something like that. They say that they don't make it past. Yep. And look at us. Look at us. We own our way, baby. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. The trio is here. Matt, Rhodesia, Ishan. I am going to skip how you guys are doing. Actually, I, never I had did. a response. Oh, okay. Then I'll, you know what? The floor is yours. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to say hi and thank you for listening to our podcast. We are at episode number 25, and I'm ready to talk some wrestling. Look at you putting your professional <laughs> voice on. I see you. <laughs> Are you going to top that? Seems like you're ready. Just like you're ready. Are you ready for 25, y'all? Let's go. Hey, I have like no sleep today, so I'm going to be even nuttier than usual. So just be prepared. I might say a bunch of stuff that makes no sense, but let's roll with it. Let's go. And he did say nuttier. So that Nutty! is, so that, that, that is wow. where he is right now. You know what it is. So we're going to get right into it. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Typically, I give all my thank yous at the end. But as I did last week, I do want to say thank you uh, at the beginning of the podcast. You guys have been representing for us, uh, supporting us. A lot of you since day one. Some of you have just come along over the last few weeks. We appreciate every single one of you for either watching, for listening, for tweeting us, for messaging us, whatever you have done to show yourself to us. We appreciate you 110%. Like I said, we are on episode 25. We're going to get right into this thing. I do want to, let's start with, um, I guess, shouting out congrats to Ray Mysterio and the great Muda was announced that they are going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame this year, which is very, very cool. Uh, When I heard about Muda, I thought that was great just because He had never worked in WWE, so I always think it's really, really cool when they induct people who really weren't WWE mainstays. The the one for me with Ray is he's still wrestling. The first thing I thought when I saw him was, oh, this is set up for Dominic to interfere. Absolutely. If he doesn't, I would be so disappointed. It's either he's going to have to induct him and go straight shoot just like, you know, you the most important role model I've ever had in my whole life, blah, 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 blah. or he has to completely, him and Rhea is going to have to completely crash it with security guards coming and taking them out and everything. I think that has to happen. I think that is where Ray finally just says, you know what, enough is enough. I'm fighting you tomorrow night or Sunday night because, of course, the Hall of Fame will be on that Friday. So I think that's where we get to. I still, in the back of my mind, kind of still wonder if they're holding off for the Puerto Rico show in May to have their match. I don't know if it's be a one-on-one match or a tag match, but I feel like the amount of equity and time they've put into this storyline, we got to get something significant at WrestleMania. And now knowing that Ray is going to be inducted in the hall of fame on Friday, what better way is for Ray to do something and, or down to do something. And Ray's just like, all right, enough's enough. I'll see you this weekend. Ishan, what did you think when you saw that Ray was getting inducted? Did that kind of snap into your head at all? Or were you just like, that's awesome. He deserves it. 
Who's your thoughts? Well, first, I, I think it's a big props that Ray and Great Muda um, are being inducted. And I think it's actually nice to actually have some wrestlers that are actually alive. That sounds mm-hmm. bad to say, but, you know, it's kind of sad in a lot of ways that, you know, our heroes from our youth, you know, are no longer here to kind of celebrate along with us. You know, so it was great that we got Great Muda, living legend. We got Ray Mysterio, a living, a living legend. And before I get to Ray, like, did you see Young Muda um, back in WCW, Matt? I did. Yep. Man, I thought he was so phenomenal. I had never seen anybody doing the, the flips, the moonsaults, the back elbow, the spit. Yeah. It was so unique, especially for that time period, man. It was really, really, really great. And you think about that man as a character, like he's involved the way he's looked, his style and everything. So it's just great to see him inducted. Um, as far as uh, the Ray, um, I was just thinking, like, man, what's, what's Dominic going to do, right? And Dominic mm-hmm. is just so entertaining. That last promo, I think it was uh, from Raw, he told that uh, that man, he said, you know, for my 16th birthday, he said you'll get me a car. <laughs> you know a BMW got- or something like that, right? A BMW. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else had Mercedes or something? Everybody else had a Mercedes. It wasn't even, a, it wasn't even an M-series. Like, and that kind of hit home, man. I feel like I spoiled the hell out of my kids. And I can see my oldest saying something like that, man, to me. <laughs> like, you know, not appreciating all the things I've gotten him, man. He's just playing that role really, really great. And I thought to myself, yeah. like, you guys are doing, like, yo, what's next for this dude? Like, what's what's the next step? How he's going to actually bait and get his dad in the ring, right? And I thought about it. Okay, like, sure, he could interrupt the, the ceremony in some type of way, which would be very interesting because you don't see, like, angles at the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. That would be right. the first ever, so that would be very unique. Because um, I honestly don't even watch them. I look at the the little highlight videos that they play online or during WrestleMania. This is right. not my thing, honestly. Um, Which but is that interesting because you love, you love listening to like wrestlers tell stories about the career. So I'm surprised you, you aren't a Hall of Fame person. You know, I also don't like the Grammys. I don't like any of those music awards. I don't like any of that well, stuff. Well, we know, we know you hate music. <laughs> You made that abundantly clear. And concerts and all that, yep. No, man. Just, yeah. But give it to me in my ear. I'm good. Um <laughs> But I thought, I'm like, all right, so Dominic, is Dominic interrupting the Hall of Fame? Would that really be enough to debate Ray? Because at this point, he's kind of humiliating him. You know, what if it's something else, right? What if he gets the rest of the family involved, right? What if he goes after his sister, right? What if he does something like that to where now Ray has to defend his family against his son who's getting out of control, right? I feel like at this point, Ray is, has been kind of tucking his tail this entire time. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about ego and pride, he's been swallowing pride and ego this entire time. He interrupted the Hall of Fame. That might, might not be the thing, but what if he came after Aaliyah? What if something happened to mom? That might be the next thing. I think that uh, Conan is inducting Ray. Yes. I think that's going to be what Dom does. I think he leaves Conan land, and we know how much Conan means to Ray and vice versa. I think that's the part. Because as wrestling fans, we've seen you show up on Thanksgiving, on Christmas. Like, we've, we've, we've seen that family connection already. And he's still like, I'm not going to fight you. So he's got to do something to Conan, I think. And it's like, all right, it's on. But I do have, and we, I mean, it's the, it's a, I don't want to call it a kayfabe Hall of Fame. But it's kind of a kayfabe Hall of Fame. But I kind of, we'll see how they do it. Maybe. It's at the end of the ceremony, and it happens. But I would feel a little like if it happens like during, like the induction speech or like while he's getting inducted, just because 
yeah, it's all at the end of the day a show, but is that kind of going too far in making it a show where this is supposed to be their time to say thank you? But Ray is still an active performer too. Right. You know, so I, that's, I think why that's I the f- difference too. Cause I feel like since maybe with COVID, when mm-hmm. they started doing the Hall of Fame with SmackDown, it couldn't it just I feel like it completely changed just the whole feeling of the Hall of Fame. I mean, really, I feel like the Hall of Fame kind of changed several years ago, where before it was such this prestigious, when you go to the show, you are a smart fan, you sit there, you cheer where you're supposed to, and now, like, they would do taunts and stuff, and before COVID, I was starting to, like, say, uh, the Hall of Fame fans, they're not like what I remember. We used to come dressed up. We used to, you know, come, you know, with pride almost, and I don't want to say if you don't come dressed up, you don't have pride. I'm just saying that it was more like a ceremony. Um, It was like an actual, like, an award show, Um, but I think since it's been with SmackDown, it kind of just completely changes the vibe altogether. So I can see Dominic messing up his speech. I see what you're saying as far as, will that feel kind of weird or funny? Cause like, this is something that's important, but like you said, he's still an active wrestler. It should be sacred, sacred. but we also shouldn't be getting what chance for somebody who's not Stone Mm -hmm. Cold either. And we've been getting that before, you know, when we went to the hall of fame show. So, but I think we all agree that something is going to happen at hall of fame. We just don't know what it is, but Dominic is going to have something to do with it. Right, and I think Rhea is gonna have something to do with it too. Mommy, what if what if what if, what if Rhea hits? Um, I forgot what is Rhea. Um, what's Ray's wife's name? She's it's leaving me. What's Dominic's name. mom's name? Oh my oh, god, know. it's leaving me. I'm oh. not sure, but I think I think she slapped Rhea already. Didn't she slap her on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what if so, what if Rhea does something to her? But I kind of feel like Rhea already has her own thing with Charlotte, and I don't think you're gonna see a lot of more interplay with that because mm-hmm. it's gonna take away from what she's doing, you know, in her own match. That's going to be a big match as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of don't want to have her doing too much to kind of water her appearances. And I don't think sound effects to that. You see that uh, night one main event. This yes. is going to be Rhea and Charlotte. That's huge. Yeah. Yep. I really thought it was going to be Uso, KO, and Sammy related. And evidently not. The Hollywood commercial they used was with Rhea basically saying, you know, main event. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Let's kind of get into it. So let's talk about the WrestleMania build. So we're only going to talk about the build this week. Okay? okay. So nothing with how you think the match is going to be, even if you don't care about the match. Say you may think it's the best thing ever, but the build hasn't been good. Let's just stick to the build. And either, hey, we're going to say it's been sugar, which is great, or it's been shit, which is bad. All so right? there's so no in-betweens. There is no in-between. You got to pick one or the other. And we're only really talking about the build. The okay. build, okay. The build to these matches. Let's start, of course, at top night two. We know we're getting main event Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. E, I'll start with you because you are the Cody master fan on this podcast. What do you have this at? Do you have it at sugar or do you have it at shit for the build? Man, it's so sweet. I feel like I got a toothache right now, man. Good goodness gracious, man. Yeah, it's been great. You see that promo that uh Cody he hit. On Monday, I mean, he's knocking out of the park, left and right. Roman's doing this thing. I mean, I think this is definitely a big, huge thing. Like, I feel like Cody, Cody in this moment feels like somebody who can possibly dethrone Roman. And that's something because, like, you think about most of his challengers, mm-hmm. you you kind of assume that Roman's going to come out on top, right? This is the first legit threat to the title. It's going to be very interesting. Like I said, I don't. I think I don't think it's one hundred percent that Cody's going to win this. I mean, it's, Roman still could come out of this, right? But this is the best 
chance that we've seen him get into the throne, and that's going to add a lot of intrigue to the match. So, sugar, sugar, sugar. So, you got sugar. Radisha, what you got? I'm going to say anything bloodline is straight diabetes. Mm. Okay. All right. So, you're going sugar also. I'm going to go sugar, but I do have, like, a question for you guys. Okay. We just heard E talk about, hey, this is the first time we feel like Roman has a chance to lose. I thought Drew could, was going to beat him, but go ahead. Sorry. And, ahead. you know, if you just look at just story-wise, Sammy could have also, right? Is it only, though, because we know it's Cody Rhodes that we feel like he has a chance? What has happened in this build to make us think so far? And Now, granted, we got three SmackDowns left. As of right now, we got two Raws left before WrestleMania. So, of course, there could be a ton added to this storyline. But what has happened so far in the last, since the Rumble, storyline related, that makes us feel like Cody's the guy to beat Roman? I would argue, and this is with me loving this storyline, I would argue nothing's happened yet. I don't think, and this is kind of also why I keep going back to not yet. If it was up to me, give it a few more months and let Cody take it off of Roman in a few months. Because this feels more to me like, the beginning of their feud, then it is like, okay, now it's time to take the belt off of Roman and give it right to Cody. What do you guys think? Hey, hey, Rhodesia, right before you go, let me ask Matt a question. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate Cody? Don't hate Cody at all. Well, I just real. think, it's just, no, just I just talking. think that, no, I think we all love Cody because we know Cody, right? We knew him from when he was in WWE earlier, his AEW run, his ROH run, New Japan. We know all of that, right? So we have that fan. I said equity earlier. We have that fan equity in Cody. We see Cody is super over right now with the fans. That's that's fantastic. Just storyline, though. What has he done to make us think he has a chance of beating Roman Reigns just only in storyline? He showed up number 30 in the Rumble. He's had a couple of TV matches. What, I mean, what has he done? He's went one-on-one with Heyman, which was, a, a oh, man, one of the best promo segments we've seen in years on Raw. But just like just taking it at face value, has he done anything yet? Or have they presented him in a way yet where you're like, he's the guy to beat Roman? Okay, so I'm going to go on the record. I still do not want Cody to win at WrestleMania. I want Roman Reigns to retain both um, championships. I still want him to be the undisputed WWE heavyweight championship um, champion, I should say. But to your answer your question, what has he done? He being Cody. Well, first off, mm-hmm. his comeback has been amazing. So you look at those video packages that they did before he came back. Um, great promos all between Cody, Roman, Pauly. Um, the the chanting. He's over. Like your your favorite phrase. He's over like Rover. He is completely over. And he's like an authentic over. Um, and then lastly, he... And all his promos, although he cries within the first few seconds, he does something that makes the make the fan just completely feel empathetic to him and brings them in emotionally. So just from those factors alone, that has been an incredible build. This is something that one he and we know he can talk, and we know mm-hmm. that he's a veteran in the ring. So when you put all of that together, again, part of it is just by default. Who else is there right now that can dethrone Roman? No one, at least no one in WWE right now. But all of the things I just said there, he absolutely is somebody who can and probably will dethrone Roman, although I still do not want him to win at WrestleMania. Oh, that's that's rough right there. Everything was perfect until <laughs> I don't want him to win. 
Jeez yeah. Louise. <laughs> but um, I, I think that a lot of times, and I think you, uh, we bring up these storyline questions because we think a story has to be like a movie story. Like it has, you know, some kind of this happened, that happened. Sometimes the story is just within the characters themselves in their journey to get to the destination, right? And mm-hmm. the biggest thing with wrestling and the story is about do you care who, if someone wins or loses in that match, right? If you care about the, the winners and the losers, there's something that intrigues you or interests you in that match. That's what it's all about as a wrestling fan. I can't tell you all the different storylines of these characters, what Andre Giant or Hulk Hogan's thing was. I think somebody turned on somebody. I don't know what it was, but I know I was damn interested in seeing these matches. And there's definitely intrigue in this match and seeing him come out on top. Um, definitely see his journey where he, he, where he was to where he is now. And ultimately it's going to be a fun ride for all of us. So as far as like, if I sit there and sit there and tell the story of, of how and why Cody should be where he is. Sometimes like, look, I'm interested. He's, he's like definitely positioned as one of the biggest stars in that company. Right. And yes, they've pushed him to the moon, but it's been working for the majority of the audience. And that that's what matters. Um, and I know a lot of fans, we give pushback on like, what has Cody done to deserve this? But just months ago, we were hoping that the rock would be in this position. Right. And what story would he have had at this point? But yeah, they can write a bit like, oh, he's taking over the 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 uh, bloodline or whatever the case may be. Yep, had to take. Like, we, we we can we can hope that's what the story was going to go. But at the same time, this man was going to walk into the rumble, probably at number thirty, right? Win that, and then go on to WrestleMania. And then at the same time, it's like, what has he done to deserve the title? He has he didn't he didn't prove it, right? He didn't he didn't I didn't he didn't put work in. He just came in at thirty and one. We've been all happy for it. Sometimes the stars, let stars be stars, get them where they need to be, because this is a match that we haven't had in a long time, right? This is a marquee now match, right? This isn't mm-hmm. us bringing out a superstar from like 20 years ago and us popping for him. This is somebody who can go for the next five to 10 years with another guy who can go for the next five to 10 years. Let's enjoy this matchup. Let's not worry about anything else other than being entertained. And we will be come WrestleMania. So you went all that deep. I can't wait to have the pod after Mania when he loses. And have to no, when you apologize <laughs> to me in the breakfast club. <laughs> Next match, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I got sugar on this one. No, I, I'm sorry. No, I did. Oh, ooh, I kind of threw that out there because I'm excited for the match. Let me think about just the build. Um, we're talking only build. Oh, we're talking only build. You usually give me the women first. Remember? Mm, yeah, go ahead and go. I got to think on this one. It's shit. But, mm. but. And I don't want to jump to the next match, too, that, that I'm going to go first on. And that's shit, too. But Ooh, it's double. just six. That's, that's a double diarrhea. shit. Yeah, that's, that's like diarrhea. the number three. That's a number three. But for sure, we know that this is, what, two years, three years in the making? Like, I'm so excited. And I think they know that. I think they, I think they know that. They have to know that. The fans are just naturally just excited for it. And maybe that's to... For them, they like, well, we don't have to tell that much of a story. Again, like you said, we still have three SmackDowns left as of this moment. So who yep. knows what happens there. Um, but, again, mm. that lead up, that the build is mm. trash. It is yeah. shit. Okay. Uh, do me a favor. Take take down, like, the majority just Got so it. we can see at the end of this which one's the majority sugar, which one's the majority shit. Got it. ER, what are you going with for Charlotte and Rhea? Just build only. You know, I'm off tomorrow. And I think I'm going to get like some strawberry pancakes with some turkey bacon 
I might do some cheese eggs. I, you know, I haven't had grits in a while, man. I, I can't wait to have that. That's going to be, it's going to be a good morning. Yeah. What, what All right, the so hell does that mean? He's going that's to how much I care about this match. <laughs> that's how much I care that. about this match. I'm thinking about You're my about breakfast You're going to have a shit? You're going to have a exactly. shit? Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking about my breakfast tomorrow. That's how much I care about this match, to be honest with you guys. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. So, if you think about breakfast, you must be thinking about lunch, dinner, and <laughs> snack for Bianca and Asuka. Woo. Oh, my God. I know what it is. You say you go first. My apologies. I got to take this one from you. Jeez, Holy hell. On. I don't even... I. I I don't know what they're trying to accomplish so far in this build. If we, if we didn't know this match is going to be one of the matches of the weekend, they have done nothing. I, if you, by some chance you're listening to this and you are excited from the build of Bianca and Oscar, please let us know, hit us up on Twitter at that's F and W leave a comment on the podcast, on the YouTube, just so we know. I can't imagine anybody being excited off this match from the build. There is no build yet. That's shit for me. We got our first build this last uh, Raw, right? Mm. When she uh, held her belt and then got some of the blue stuff on. I was like, she she did the cardinal sin. Yeah, she did the cardinal sin of picking up the belt, dancing with it. Like, again, we know you're not supposed to do that. And then she accidentally got... I'm say accidentally. She probably did on purpose. Got some of the blue stain on the belt itself too. So you just disrespected the belt twice. Again, though, I am so incredibly ready to see this match. I think this match is going to be incredible. But build be. the build again. Shit times three. We probably need to go. mark this as explicit. Yeah, I think I'm. Ha- I'm gonna skip lunch because I can't do all those carbs though. So <laughs> I think for dinner I'm gonna do deep dish because they don't have. If you guys have ever been to Detroit, Michigan. You guys got to go to Pizza Populous. They have an mm-hmm. awesome deep dish pizza. So here we have something called Nancy's Pizza. It's similar, but it's it's, it's not the same. But it's good though. It's really good. But I, I will speak. See, I don't want like to. I'm not going to talk about B. So I'm not going to give a rating to this one. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I will say, I think that they dropped the ball with Oscar. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago that I don't see the difference really with her now and then. She doesn't do as much of the dancing. And, but, then, and then she brought the dancing back on Monday. I was like, oh, did she? Yeah. So yeah I, fat, I, I honestly fast forwarded through that because I'm like, ah, right. But all she has is new face paint. Like, and right? a haircut. Like if they, a haircut. And a haircut. Excuse me. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Right. If they should have did something to make this character seem more sadistic, different. Like, like they haven't done much with the character. And that's kind of lapsed over to the storyline. So, will the match be good? Mm-hmm. I hope so. Well, I mean, and we know, once again, they got three weeks. That's why I thought it would be fun to do it this week. Because yeah. the show is only two weeks out, though. Right? We're talking two weeks from Saturday and Sunday. All right, so we got two shits and one sugar. Yep. Got a note of all those. Next one is Brock Lesnar and Omas. The build. The bill. You know what? Let, let's let's let me actually. I'm gonna flip. No, I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna say. I'm Think gonna about say sugar. The, the only build you've had so far. I'm gonna say sugar, and I'm gonna tell you why. I can't wait. For I'm this. gonna. I cannot yeah. wait for you to change, to switch up, and make it seem like last week when they couldn't even do the one spot right <laughs> in that match or in that the promo segment. Fine where you couldn't even shit. knock him over the Next. top rope. 
And there you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> Next. Seth Rollins versus. Wait, no, no. Oh, I guess Ishan did his noise effect. Oh, already. yeah. Oh, he hit it. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, he hit keep it. going. Okay. <laughs> Seth versus Logan. A plus plus plus. Or no, that's not even an answer. Um, sugar. Okay. Absolute mm. sugar. Yep. I agree. Yep. I got, got sugar on that one too. All right. So we got two sugars so far. Uh, United States Championship. Austin Theory versus John Cena. I'm going sugar. I'm, I'm a, a little bit biased. I'm going to say sugar. Just because, again, I love John Cena. So, sugar. Can I say Splenda? Because, you know, I, I can't eat all yeah, that sugar. still sugar. Yeah, still yeah. sugar. Okay. I'll go with that. Absolutely. All right. Interesting to hear you guys' thoughts on this one. Damage Control versus Becky, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Build is sugar. Rudy, I'm not I, looking I'm forward saying, to it. I would love for you to give the third women's match the shit. That would be fantastic. No, no, no. The build, the build is sugar. I think the match is gonna be shit. Mmm. Mmm. I don't think that. Okay. I don't think that at all. Yeah, all I right. think the match is gonna be sugar. Okay. But we're not talking about the match. We're talking about the yeah. build. The build has Eat been sugar for that. What you saying? Ah, uh, yeah, it's sugar. I don't. I'm not interested in it. But yeah, we got we got to give one another right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going sugar. So that's two sugar. So for the show, we're gonna say sugar. Um. I'm unfortunately going to go shit. Wow. Outside of name value and me loving Trish, me loving damage control. Well, Trish is not being oh, a Becky Trish fan. Um, outside of just like that, they've done nothing yet to get me invested in this match. So I got to go shit, unfortunately. And now when they just announced, but still it is what it is. Hell in a sale edge versus Finn Balor, like eight months in the making. I'm going sugar. All the splendor. I am only going sugar because Finn has, what do you want to call it? He had kind of just shown and pulled the curtain back a little bit that we might be seeing the demon. So How great was that? <laughs> and how so even, sugar. even better than him making the comment of, you know, hell couldn't hold the demon was mm-hmm. just that slight change of facial expression. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that was Oh, oh that, that, yeah, was you're right. fantastic, yep. man. Yep. Yep. Okay, so is that three? You, you also got that E? Hey, real quick, though. Wherever we go, like, mm-hmm. if he comes back as the demon, uh, he can't lose, right? He can't lose. Who who won at uh, Elimination Chamber? They did, right? Edge and uh, Beth? Yeah, Edge is beating, beating that ass his whole okay. few. He just, after the match, he, you know, Judgment Day keeps uh, laying him out and getting her heat back. But he, but Finn's probably, yeah. I don't, I'm going to go does... into guess. Maybe somebody can, you know, write in the comments. Uh, I, I think... You know, Finn is like 0-4 against Edge at this point. Yeah, it's time for him to get a big win. And I, I guess also depends on, too, what's each other's plans coming out of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Is Finn up for a big, I'm going to say solo push. Solo push, coming to, you know, backlash and out. Is Edge going to be gone for a few months? And we'll see Edge again come. I mean, they, they're in stadiums. We just talked about that last week. But maybe we don't see him again until SummerSlam time to heat him back up with whoever he's going to go against. But, yeah, I think Finn has to win. That's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, international, international. This is an AEW Intercontinental Championship. Gunther versus Sheamus or Drew. I think we're getting a triple threat somehow, some way. Both those guys deserve to be on WrestleMania, and we know with the shorter cards, I can't see Sheamus being in another match or Drew being in another match. So I'm gonna go triple threat on this. Just the build so far 
even though we don't have the match official. Gunther versus Sheamus and or Drew. I'm Sugar. indifferent on this. I'm indifferent on this because, again, I can't allow my biases toward them because I, you write, the three of those guys deserve some WrestleMania acknowledgement. They absolutely, this past year, especially okay. these last several months, build, mm -hmm. and I can only go one or the other. I'm going to say shit just because wow. I don't know who it's going to be yet. And like you said, I, I think it should be a triple threat, threat, but we're not there yet. So we still have three SmackDowns. And you're making me pick between sugar, sugar shit. No, I'm going sugar. Between just the bickering between Seamus and Drew, I mean, <laughs> it's sugar. It's sugar. I, I think that one's sugar. So that one is sugar for the for the for the squad. And then we have three matches we're going to assume we're getting. They haven't made official yet. Let's start with the tag team championship match. Usos. Some form of fashion <laughs> versus Sammy and KO. And of course. This is 100% sugar for me. No question. Remember, anything about line is diabetes. So. Okay. Uh, Dominic versus Rey Mysterio, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, sometimes. 100% sugar. They've been telling this story for so long. Yeah. Sugar. 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 Okay. Sugar booger. And then sugar. your guys' favorite, Bray Wyatt. Versus Bobby Lashley. Um, considering, I don't think he's ever, he actually has been back since he said between either Brock or Bobby that he's going to take him on at WrestleMania. Considering he hasn't been back, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my stomach feels right now. Speaking of Bray, I meant to bring it up last week and I forgot. Rhodes and I got cooked on Twitter last week. I put the video up and I talked about how gorgeous Soraya was and she looked like Michael Jackson to me. Uh -oh. I copied her on it. She shot back. She quote tweeted it. The positive news was, and I didn't do it, of course, and you guys all know, the good thing was, shout out to everybody who listens. If you are a supporter of the pod, everybody else thought it was hilarious, right? But her supporters did not think it was so funny. And but it wasn't meant two, to be hilarious. It was meant to be a compliment. 36,000 views later, <laughs> absolutely cooked in the comments. I had to mute it because I was over it at that point. But uh, she still, actually, I, I don't even think she really thought it was disrespectful because she didn't even answer the question. Uh, if you guys didn't see the tweet, the tweet, basically, I just said that I think she's, you know, gorgeous and she reminds me of my favorite entertainer. Me and Radiza think so. E, not so much. What do you guys think? And she quote tweeted and just basically said a comment like, um, compare me to a guy, that's a compliment on Women's International Month, question mark. So she didn't like, she didn't even say no. So I think she, I think she understood. But it was funny, some people in the comments had the, they put pictures up of Michael Jackson and her next to each other. And they're like, sis, you don't see it? That's a compliment. But we did get cooked on Twitter last week. Uh, but it takes me back to the Bray Wire piece because it all starts with you guys still said that Bray Wyatt had a better return so far than Soraya. <laughs> From what we hear, the word is Bray has some type of physical issue. So some reports are saying he's going to be ready to go at Mania. Some reports are saying they don't know. But as of right now, we're going to assume it's still going to be Bobby and Bray. And I think we all agree that shit, right? Yeah. I mean, they haven't had a, a view. They haven't had a campaign yet, a program yet. Well, you, you got a video mm -hmm. of him doing the muscle man dance. Oh, come on. 
right. So that's all the matches that we would think we're getting. Is there any other match you think we may get at Mania that we didn't? Yes, talk the about? Andre the Giant over the top row battle royal. I don't think they're doing that. <laughs> they better do it. You this is my first year back to WrestleMania. Just like, just like Sasha being number thirty in the room. <laughs> and one, one time, and one time coming back. <laughs> Man, hey, real talk. Rumor, we get that rumored LA Knight and Stone Cold match. Ah, or That'd some kind popular. of interaction, yeah. Or see, yeah, some type of interaction mm-hmm. or engagement. Okay, so Radizio, what's the numbers? Or as a, as a, as a show, what's the number of sugars? What's the number of shits for this build so far? It's actually about half and half because again, it's the three of us. So I'm trying to do the law of averages here. So it's about half and half between the three of us between all the matches of what's sugar and what's shit. What I will okay. say is that we are aligned on all, like, the ones that's, like, purely sugar, like, straight diabetes sugar, and the one mm-hmm. that's, like, number three, boo-boo. So. Got it. Like, mm-hmm. shit where, like, you shit so much, you have, like, you got to take medicine, and you're dehydrated. You got to drink. Yeah, like, you get Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Absolutely. Got it. I'm writing a all note. Right, so- this is definitely an explicit podcast this week. It is absolutely explicit. Yeah. I don't think Whatever. I've said this many shits in my life. Oh, you absolutely have. You absolutely okay. have. All right. Um, had another topic. Fonz, who is a friend of the show, sent me a message. And if you guys haven't seen that, what? Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, Area Hawani interview Undertaker. I guess last weekend. I guess it, yeah, it's already it's already been a week. And uh, you know, of course, it was a shoot interview, and they went over a ton of things. One of the things they talked about was. Should Brock Lesnar been the person to take the undefeated WrestleMania streak from Undertaker? Taker said that he didn't have an issue putting Brock over, but he disagreed that it should have been Brock because Brock didn't, quote-unquote, need it. You know, Taker just kept bringing up Roman's name, that he felt like, hey, it should have went toward somebody who needed an uppercomer and not Brock. But then Taker in the next sentence kind of also said, but I didn't know how many matches I had left in me. So if we were going to do it, we need to do it. Of course, we all know the story going to going into that day. He was supposed to win. Vince comes into his locker room before the show starts. He said, as soon as he saw Vince, he knew the finish got changed. Said he said his piece, Vince said his piece and Brock went over. So finds one us to kind of talk about, Hey, should Brock have been the one to break the streak to do this fair? Let me pull up the WrestleMania 30 card. And I'm only going to go over the wrestlers that were on the card. Okay. Not including the Andre, the giant moral battle Royal, which is Rodriguez's favorite match. So actually it's called the Andre, the giant over the top rope battle Royal. It is not. I'm looking at it right here. Um, so let's go through and let's see if there was anybody else you think should have broke the Undertaker's streak. You had Orton, Batista, Daniel Bryan, and Triple H in the main event. Would you guys pick any of them to take Taker's streak back nine years ago? You said Orton, Batista, who else? Daniel Bryan. So that was the year that Daniel Bryan was hot. That's when the Yes movement happened? Yeah, that was the year he won the championship. Hmm. So phrasing that question that way, no. Okay. These these people in the main event, because like you said, Daniel Bryan went on to win the championship. That would have been the only person I would have said could have got the rub. E, what do you say? 
Uh, any of those guys? Uh, yep. Probably not. Okay. Um, at the time, it was the Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Now, to be fair, Roman wasn't even on his own yet. He was still in the Shield. I don't think anybody on the Shield was in a position to beat Taker at that point. Do you guys? No. No, but to be honest with you, I feel like um, I don't know if anybody that's actually on that card. We go down the whole thing. I think this Taker should have went over. There's only one match left that has a possibility. That is John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Mm. Was Bray in a position at that time to be the one to take the Undertaker's undefeated streak? Did he go against Taker that next year? I don't know yes. the timeline. Take her at thirty-one. Yep. Probably not. To be fair. Mm, okay. Maybe not in that year. Yeah. Okay. I would say out of anybody, it would have been Bray. I think. Let me be clear. I, I think that the streak should not have been broken. I think that should have been a, a thing that just stood the test of time. Taker talked about that and said, that's just not how the business works. Of course, we put people over the next generation. We, you know, leave it better than how we came into it. I get all that. But if you had to pick anybody on that card, I still would go with Brock just because what they were able to do. People, I think, forget just how not strong Brock was back then. That's my only complaint of Brock beating the street is because if anybody had to bet like their life savings, nobody would have took Brock in that match. Brock was that during that was during a time where like Brock would like destroy people on TV and then he would lose every major pay-per-view match. Every single one. So when he lost to Taker, it was kind of like, man, that was kind of like a waste because nobody even thought that was possible. So you mean when he won against Taker. Yeah. Okay, you um, said when he lost. Yeah, no, so when he won. So mm-hmm. for me, I would have kept Taker strong and had that as his thing until he rolled off into the sunset, and I still would have had him be undefeated at WrestleMania. But um, out of what the options were, I think Brock is probably the best one for back then. Which is kind of interesting when you think about it. When you look at it that way, really wasn't. But why did he have to lose that year, though? I think is my thing. Taker just made the comment of, you know, how many more do I have in me at that time? So I don't know if, if Vince's thought process was, let's do it this year, because I don't know if I have him after this year. Who knows? I, I feel know? like that's a knee jerk. Now I do remember Taker, especially. I think at that point he's still doing like about one match a year mm-hmm. or something like that, and yep. he would always get injured training going in leading into the match. But wrestlers always find a way, right? We got we see wrestlers coming back from career-ending injuries all the time. They like you know, God willing, that's great. Um, but I felt like if it wasn't the next year, two years, maybe three years. Taker would have been back in a mania match against somebody, and yeah. that should have been the person they would build in to take that match. I I, I don't feel like he's I, I don't know if, maybe the man was held together with glue sticks at that point, and maybe we just didn't know how bad it was. Maybe he had no idea. Like, yo, this might be it for me. I might not make it next year, right? We don't know mm-hmm. the inner workings of it. But um, if he could have went another year or so, uh, I'm going to say no, nah, Alphonse. Brock shouldn't have won. Yeah. So is this the point where y'all want me to go crazy or just keep it moving? No, go crazy. 
well, you already know how I felt about this. And I think we even talked about this. First off, the shriek should not have been broken if we had a settle for Brock to take it, to take that victory. Brock did not need it in any way, shape, or form. He did not. I, everybody that you mentioned that could have been a top contender, you're right. Mm-hmm. None of them would have been it. And I'm being completely open and honest. But right. when I got past the fact that I accepted that the match was over because I actually thought that maybe the ref like didn't didn't get the call that something was like something went bad or maybe Taker had like a concussion. He didn't kick out in time when I got past the part the part of when I'm like, oh, my God, is the match is really over. And I think everybody in the arena, in the stadium kind of felt that way. You even saw my man, the black dude, with the big old eyes that they always show every time they show the take or lose in the streak. There you go. <laughs> Ishan's just showing it. <laughs> like we all felt that way. Like, wait, is this even right? So I've always felt that Brock was not, I don't want to say deserving, because Brock is, is a, is a, he's going to pull numbers every time. But for that mm-hmm. streak, something that was so beautiful, and you're right, that should have been gifted to him passing the baton over. You're telling me, again, I feel a little bit nicer and a little bit less um, hyper when I watched that and Taker said, I did not know how many more years I had left, and I wanted to pass this baton. So I can appreciate that. But Brock was not the one to do it. I felt like you settled for giving it to Brock. Because guess what? If you didn't do that and Roman won it a few years later, it would have been even that much more sweeter. That's all I'm going to say. Or maybe not. Just because, I mean, if you think about what they parlayed that to for Brock, Brock became what we know now of Brock after that. But no, Brock was was always that that big. But he was, though. mm -mm, mm -mm. I've always felt that way. I've always felt. And I I would like to see what people think. He wasn't booked that way, though. Yeah, he wasn't booked that way. Like the Suplex City, all that came mm-hmm. after the street. So you can say they got mileage out of it. So if you look at it from a business perspective, I'm sure dollars and cents and made sense. The only thing I'm going to say about this, and I remember this was the only reason why I say it at that WrestleMania, because I was willing to leave. And I was like the second or third match on the card. I was ready to completely leave. I'm like, I will walk back to the hotel by my you damn th- self. Thought, oh, man, that shows how upset you were. You thought that was the second or third match on the card. I don't even know. I'll be honest it with was, you. I just know that it was, it was still a lot of matches. From, from the top. Okay, we well, had fine. The women's, I think I No, I don't remember Giant, that. Young, over the top. Over, over the, the top. top. <laughs> yeah, but then we had the main event. The Point is, the yep. only reason why, and I was already pissed because there was a guy behind me who was mad because I had a sign. It was like, put your sign down. Da, da, da. Whatever. I'm, I'm digressing. I'll get back to the point. All I'm saying is the only reason why I stayed was because, Matt, do you remember what you said to me? Well, you stayed because you wasn't going to walk back to the hotel by yourself. I was actually in that moment. I was, but do you remember what you no, said to me? I do. Keep what did calm? I say to you? What you I said, say? just take pride knowing that you were here when you saw this streak being broke. And that was the only reason why I actually stayed there. Oh, look at that. I, I feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. I do want to bring up another Vince man thing. And then we can move off of a uh, WWE. I, I don't actually, Radiz, I know you didn't see this. E, I don't think you saw this either. It actually hit today. Uh, in a post on Twitter, former WWE writer D- Dave Schilling spoke about what Vince McMahon's reaction was to fans not wanting Barrett Corbin versus Kurt Angle. There was fan backlash at the time to Corbin versus Angle at WrestleMania 35, which served as Angle's final match. The match went six minutes with Corbin winning. Schilling wrote, oh no, it's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. When it was mentioned in a production meeting that the fans hated the idea of this match, Vince laughed so hard and said, Fuck them. Wait, fuck who? The fans. <laughs> wow. He gang ganged on that. <laughs> I don't even think we need commentary on that. No. But that's awesome. 
There you go. <laughs> you guys got anything else WWE related before we move on to AEW? No, let's let's move on to AEW. That was a, a show. My heart rate is back down now, so we can keep right. move on. I was actually 142 beats per minute. That's how high I was that, over there. Yeah, you still get hype about yeah. So I guess, uh, again, wrestling is everything, right? We're emotional beings when it comes to wrestling. So go ahead. All right. AW. It looks like they are getting a new show. It looks like it's going to be one hour. Not details on what the content will be on this show. Let's talk about this in a positive light. One, besides just their relationship with Warner Brothers Discovery, that that's huge for them to get another TV show. That shows that their relationship is super duper strong. I have significant worries if this show is in the Dynamite Rampage ecosystem, meaning that if it is a storyline-driven television show connected, to Dynamite, connect to Rampage, I am petrified. So let's look at it this way. Radija, I'll start with you. Knowing this show's going to be an hour, say you can come up with the idea of this show completely on your own. What does a perfect one-hour new AEW show look like to you? I would want to mm-hmm. say that and I haven't watched it. I don't. I think it airs with this weekend the re- new reality show. No, I don't that's know. Okay. Not until, uh, the end of March. The end of March. Okay. Yeah. I would hope that this one-hour special would be just like the continuation of some type of reality show. Um, otherwise, unless you're adding on a second hour to Rampage, but the way you're making it sound is like it's a new product, a new show. I don't think that's it. Right now for wrestling, for wrestling TV, right now for AEW, I think there's still so much room of improvement for improvement on these shows that I don't know if I can handle another one hour wrestling show when there's opportunities. I would like to see in a perfect world. And again, I haven't seen this reality show yet, but I would like to see maybe something like that be continuous. So in the perfect world, I would like to see a reality show once a week, one hour. I don't know what day because there's just so much wrestling already. So on television. Are you talking like shoot reality? Whatever we're about to see coming up. So maybe behind no, the scenes. Well, you can't use that. This is your perfect case scenario. This this is, hey, you know you got to do another hour of AEW TV. We already know there's an hour of um, reality TV coming on. We got three hours If we now have to do another wrestling. hour, yep. I'm, I'm going to just go with, I would rather it be a Rampage second hour. Because I can't, I can't even put in my head another wrestling show. They already have what Elevation and Dark Elevation on YouTube that they show on what on Mondays, I think, or Tuesday, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for Monday me, and Tuesday. yeah. So for for me, if we have to add in one more hour ABW in the perfect world at this point, it probably should just be an extra hour on Rampage. Okay, so you're you're basically saying the continuation of Rampage. Okay, mm-hmm. that's perfect case scenario for you. E, what's perfect case scenario for you? Uh, that is ROH. I don't think that's that though, right? Yeah, but we know it can't be because it's under the AEW umbrella. It's not ROH. So AEW owns ROH. AEW. It's got to be AEW. AEW presents Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> yeah. Because hey, because I, I don't know where we're going with this thinking like the, the the hour. I don't know, man. Look, people ain't really even watching Rampage. And like, oh, they got four hundred thousand viewers. You think that's nothing? Ah, uh, maybe. Um, but uh, that ROH show i this is my second week watching i'm gonna watch tonight 
or it might watch me at this point. Um, I might fall asleep on it. But man, I don't know how long much longer I'm paying twenty dollars to, to to see these shows. Mm. I gotta be honest with you. So you can't do another one-hour free television so, then? Because so then I, nobody's going to pay for it. Hey, I think they need to move this boy. They need to move it. They need to move it. Move it to free TV. Mm-hmm. Give me AEW Ring of Honor represents. That's only how I think they're going to get viewers at this point, man. I know there's a lot of like a lot of my homeboys mm. on Twitter like the show. But I'm telling you, it ain't it. It ain't it. If you like wrestling and you don't mind paying... 10, was it ten or twenty? I don't know what I'm paying. I think, I think it's ten. I, right? It's nine ninety nine. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I don't know what I pay anymore for all these subscriptions, man. Um, money just comes up my account. Um, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much long I'm paying ten dollars to see mm. the show. So I hope it's. I hope it's an hour on TBS or TNT. I tell you that. That's my perfect scenario. Wow. Which is not going to happen. So you don't have really the scenario at all that you would like for AEW TV. Like my perfect case scenario would be a studio show. Uh, with one or two matches that's taped from somewhere, so nothing storyline related. But the other 30, 35 minutes that's not matches is promotional work toward Dynamite and Rampage. So, like, on YouTube, they do the Road to shows, Road to Dynamite, and it's, like, 20, 25 minutes, and it's, you know, fantastic sit-down promos, backstage promos, and they have Tony Schiavone in the control center, you know, promoting and hyping up the next week's show. Give me that on TBS. Man, who TV. watching that though? I like those actually. I mean, give me like on, something like the watch- road, the road to the, their pay-per-view, right? Or their premium line, whatever they yeah. call it. Yeah. I, lo- Absolutely, I love those. We're, we're not even watching first run rampage on a consistent basis. You want, we going to watch a recap show. Well, rampage is their second biggest show behind dynamite, whatever this next. And of course there were some thoughts on, Hey, put it on Saturday. 605, kind of like the way WCW Saturday Night was. Nice. That show's not getting bigger ratings than Dynamite. I mean, than Rampage. Mm. I don't think so anyway. And we mm. saw when they ran the one show at 7 p.m. Eastern, ratings won much better. You know, so it's like, what do you expect to get on a, on Saturday, a or Saturday early evening if they run, you know, 6.05 p.m.? Saturday uh, might be a better time slot because that's 7.05 slot that it was on. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, who people are just getting off work. Just getting home for a Friday night. That was kind of rough. It's earlier in the day, but that's a rough time period. People were still kind of in commute, getting back and forth. And yeah, that's just a rough time spot. At least on a Saturday, people might watch before they go out somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I hope for the best. But I'm just, I'm just worried that I feel like they're already kind of spread thin and not knowing how to make Rampage must see. Now you add on an entire another show. It's like, man. Ugh. Well, we'll see, right? We'll see. But I do want to give them props. I thought Dynamite was great this week. I thought unlike, I don't think I remember a Dynamite show where the opening was super strong and the closing was super strong. Typically, it's like one or the other. And what I loved about this week's show was they left us on a hook at the end of Dynamite, right? It, that was a legit hook. Instead of the perception of chaos. A lot of times, Dynamite will end on the perception of chaos. They go off really quick. And it's like, okay, well, you guys do it all the time, so it's not really a thing. I thought the just the hook last night was fantastic, with Hangman being backed by the elite or the, or the elite behind him, 
him really not knowing the elites behind him. And as soon as he turns around, they cut to black. I thought that was awesome. I really, really did. What'd you guys think of really, I guess, you know, the, the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Cause we had at the beginning, the four pillars in the ring. And I do have a question about the four pillars too, but overall, what was your guys thoughts about just dynamite? Or if you guys want to talk about one of those segments or both. I know that the opening it was a super hit. It was great as far as from what I saw heard. I didn't see the opening, so I didn't see the four pillars. It was, I believe, his Reba mitzvah that he was doing. Um, but the closing, the ending of Rampage or Dynamite, I absolutely popped hard, especially when the when they camera shot it um, back to Hangman in the ring, and you saw the elite back there kind of defending him. It was just something I did not expect in any way, and I popped so hard for that. So for me. Two thumbs up. I really wish I saw the bar mitzvah. I wish I had time to go back to see it before us recording. I just didn't. So, and I didn't want to just go back and like watch the high, like hear the highlights. I wanted to be able to be enthralled in it. So, but from what I hear and from what you said, it was wonderful. Yeah, I had uh, text Matt Rhodesia um, during the show because I was I was well behind. I think I might have been watching the show when the show was over. <laughs> um, yeah, you but were. Yep. Was that what? Yeah, I yeah. lost track of time. Um, but um, I had texted Matt at one point. I said, this is a very interesting show. And uh, Matt said something in the line of line, like, uh-oh. But honestly, interesting is good for me. Um, there's a, you know, I'm big at analytics and logistics. I like things that like make sense. I like thought-provoking type things. And um, I thought it was very interesting. I was listening to Dave Chappelle uh, talk about his upbringing uh, and upcoming in uh, comedy. And he said one of the OG comedy guys at the point in time. He said he made made a point to mention that the guy he thought wasn't funny, but the guy gave him good advice. And he said he took it for the rest of his career. He said that, like, you ain't always got to be funny, but you always got to be interesting. And that makes a lot of sense to me because, like, sometimes just to get someone's attention and to keep somebody's attention, to keep to, to be interested enough for someone to listen to you and then keep their attention, is, it means a lot, right? It doesn't always have to be knock them out of the park. It doesn't always have to be the best thing. Sometimes it could be the worst thing, but hey, if it keeps somebody's attention in their entertainment business, that means a lot. And that show kept my my attention for most of the show, right? And sometimes I didn't know what to think about what I was watching. I didn't know if it was good or it was bad, but I was interested, right? And then honestly, I was very, very fatigued. Um, you know, like for me, bedtime is 10 o'clock. Um, it's 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time right now for me. So I normally would be knocked out by now. But I was watching that show, and I was my mouth was dropped, and I was watching majority of that show. So let's talk about like the the beginning of the show. This is why I didn't know how I felt, but I was interested. I thought it was a, it was a nice spectacle when the pillars came out, right? And you kind of see it kind of happen. They were all going in a different corner mm-hmm. of the ring, kind of like a pillar. I'm like, oh, isn't this cute? This is real, real cute, right? Like they're all going to each corner, like they're pillars, right? And they all kind of came out and they all kind of did their thing. Um, Jungle Boy, the continued um, elevation of his character is phenomenal, especially on the microphone. Because I listened to a lot of his interviews prior to him talking. He didn't like talking. It's something he didn't want to do. So to see him kind of get more comfortable is awesome. Sammy was mm-hmm. Sammy. But I had uh, talk, text Matt and I told him, like, this was, uh, this was Darby Allen's coming out. And I don't know what Matt thought I meant say coming out, but I meant his coming out of his shell on live national TV. He shows so much personality. He showed a different dynamic of his character I've never seen before. Yeah, like, um, I, I thought, thought I missed was, something. 
like he he just text, he texted me and was just like Darby came out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, do I need to go on Twitter? Like <laughs> after Dynamite, he came out. Well, good for him. Yeah, and I don't see none on Twitter, so I had to hit him with the question mark. And he was, and I think, yeah, like, like, the question mark. Yeah, like he came out of the show. He did good. <laughs> like, he did good. He did good. That's what he, he did good. It was a. It was a. He, I thought that was really awesome. So that was the positive. I thought that Darby really showed the exercise of him. I think that might have been the best promo, of course, that he's ever cut. And I think that was a little bit different um, than when Jungle Boy cut his his promo because jungle boy he just cussed and yelled a lot and it was it, it was it was interesting to see because you don't see him get talk like that on the microphone but darby actually had a story he's very animated but this is one thing that i would say is kind of bad jungle boy hey max have you ever walked have you ever worked on dark have you ever worked on elevation hell have you ever been on rampage like isn't that kind of like burying your company's programming what do you mean you've never worked on rampage? Like that's a step down. That's that's a bad thing. Like right, like so for me, it's like I don't think he buried him. I think he was saying like you only work one show like ever. Like you, nah. you haven't. Yeah, like that. That's that's how I took that. Is that like, no, no, no? He said you haven't work. had to. You haven't had to work dark. You haven't had to work elevation. Have you even right. worked on rampage? Right. Like, like why wouldn't he work on rampage? Right? Because now you use the perception of like that's the B show. And it's not a show that's that has the top notch talent. That's is that the, perception or is that reality? He's not been on Rampage. He's not been on Dark or Elevation. So he wasn't saying anything that was like foreign to us. We know he's not on those shows, and we know that Jungle Boy has been on those shows. But why? So why hasn't he been on those shows? Well, then that's a whole another kid and caboodle we can get into there. That's and that's that's the thing, right? It's the perception like he's too big for those shows. Right, mm-hmm. so your second best show, he's too big for. It. So, all right, if that's that seems like that's kind of throwing shade on a show that already has half the viewership of like your big show, right? I don't think that I feel like that was like one of the little slights that you take out. He can make a different type of point without tearing down the rest of your product. Like you know, I, I feel like AW they they mix these reality based comments and it gets a great pop from us the smart fans who know what the hell he's talking about, right? But for newer viewers, they should be trying to get each and every week, right? I got to sit there and explain to them what these little side shade comments mean, right? And I don't think he actually gets the reaction that it should. I feel like when they go out there and he cut these promos and he do these storylines, they should always be looking to attract new viewers, not to appease and pop the same people who watch the show week after week. So that was the only thing I didn't like about it. But we know that's not their business model. We know their business model is to super serve the fans they have now. That's been their business model from day one. And I think if that was not their business model, to be completely honest, we would see ratings increase. But they're happy with where they are, and they are sustainable. If they never gain another viewer, if they continue just to do the numbers they're doing right now, they're going to be around forever as long as they don't do something catastrophic from a business perspective, right? They, they have a model now that is consistent that they can rock to the wheels fall off, but we know they don't try to get the casual viewer. And we can just see that because they continue kind of to have the same show. And that's great. If that's what you like, you know what I mean? Even down to like Sammy saying that, you know, he was the uh, job guy. I enjoy that. I know what that means. And I think probably 95% of the AEW crowd knows what that means. But to your point, if somebody just turned for the first time, they don't know what a job guy is. They're just a super, super casual wrestling fan. They have no idea what he means. 
It's not going to. But hit. he's not talking to them. He's talking to us. He's talking to the ones that are going to go right on Twitter and say, "Oh my God, can you believe what he just said?" You know, like that's who they know who watches the show. Like I said, we can have a whole podcast on business and what makes the most sense. But I do have a quick question. Seeing we're talking about the four pillars, and we're going to assume that this is the match at double or nothing. Let's just make that assumption, right? End of May, this is the four pillar match, fatal four way, which I think would be smart because I don't think anybody on their own deserves a title shot. Like, I, I don't want to see MJF versus just one of them. But Fatal 4-Way, cool, I'm good with it. If you had to pick one of them, I'm sure we all agree MJF is coming out of that as a champ. But if you had to pick one to put the belt on at the end of May, are you taking Jungle Boy, you taking Darby, or are you taking Sammy? The way they're building the, my investment in them right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably Darby. Yeah, I'm okay. going Darby too, especially after that promo. If he can keep bringing that type of energy, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think I would go Darby too, even though I think Jungle Boy has a I think Jungle Boy has a brighter future. I agree with that. As a as a top singles person. I agree with but that. But I think I think Darby though is ready right now. If mm-hmm. you had to put the belt on one of those 3, it would be Darby for me. Before we leave the pillars, or I do want to ask a question or make a statement about it, but I don't want to stop you. Are you done making your point there? Even if I wasn't, take it away. All right. All right. I'm just trying to be polite. I was going to jump in anyways. So I and feel you talk, no, <laughs> we talking about shade, right? Throwing shade, mm-hmm. that, what he said about not being on this and this and this and this. I take offense to this, and I hope I'm not the only one. And you can tell me get off my soapbox and my high horse. But I take offense that Dr. Britt Baker is not considered a pillar of the AEW. Why is it just these no, four she, men? She is. She is. But her coming out wouldn't have made sense. I get that. <laughs> this is not an intergender yeah, fatal four or five way. way. <laughs> but but I, to me, just that alone disrespects her and her name. She single-handedly was the beginning of the women's division, even though she wasn't the first champion. We know that. But she single-handedly was a face and kept that place going as far as for women talent. Like, I think there's more respect needs to be put on Dr. Brubaker's name. So when you say the pillars of AEW, it needs to have something there that also says Dr. Brubaker. Am I the only one that feel that way? Yeah, because we all know she's a pillar. They talked about it before. Hey, but to be honest with you, though, Rhodesia, like... uh, uh, Brett has got a lot of pushback over the past like six months to eight months. Um, I don't think the AW roster, I'm not I'm fan base, appreciates what she brings to the table and how much she, how much she brings to that show. Because um, there's been a lot of talk about she's on the show too much. Like, why is Brett on the show every week? Why is she uh, still in the spotlight from the other girls? Like, this has been a lot of talk for her for a long time, which I don't get. I absolutely agree with you. I think that she is the face of that division. Um, but it's been a lot of pushback on her as far as the TV time, to the point that if you look at the storyline recently, they've really scaled back on Yeah, I was going to say, but they've, yeah, her. I was going to say that. I don't know if anybody still has that kind of thought over the last few months. I think that was a thing before that she was taking a lot of spotlight from Jamie, but. Since Jamie won that title, she's really taken a conscious effort, or I think they have taken a conscious effort to pull back. Because of the I, pushback. Okay, because of the I pushback. Say, I mean, I, I'm going to say the last, last couple weeks. 
I'm gonna say the last few no, I'm, weeks no, I'm I've saying, only uh-uh. felt that way. Before no, when she it, first won the title, like for a couple months. Not to me, to me, and mm-hmm. I even mentioned this either last week or two weeks ago. I'm like, I still feel like she's borderline a little bit too much. She's kind of still in the spotlight from Jamie. I think the last two weeks, I think it's been a, a much better job. Just even down like last week, how um, Jamie ran out um, first, and you know Britt was far behind her like that right there is just a visual of that no jamie is the leader she's gonna run out but when she first won the title i did think dr Brebaker was uh, taking a little bit of her light and i don't know if that was a storyline they were trying to tell i don't think so but you got to be careful of telling somebody to dim their light though if somebody else is not on her level like she didn't do anything out of her she didn't do anything out of the ordinary if eyes are glued onto her when she's on tv that's because she's a star it's not like she's going out of her way to be bigger than what jamie was at that time you know, hey, we all got to move up. And what has that done with Jamie? She's Jamie, escalated. She's moved her, up. She exudes mm-hmm. star power. She came yeah. out yesterday looking like a million bucks. You know, yeah. so I do think that is the thing. E, I know you had something that you wanted to talk about, kind of like the pillars and, and Cody. Yeah, that? I was just going to bring it up um, right before Rody went. Um, but, yeah, just going back into, so one of the things in that whole pillar conversation, it was a lot of, like inside, you know, jabs, right? And they talked about mm-hmm. how a lot of the guys, you know, like you're one of those wrestlers that are complaining about their push. They go on Twitter and complain, right? And you think about that has been a big upsurge. You hear about these guys going on Twitter, being unhappy um, with their push, they're standing with the company or saying something negative or the fight, infighting in the locker room, things of that nature. If you think about the ratings, and we talk about, you know, we have a whole other discussion about the ratings and when you talk about catering to your core audience, I think that if you look at the ratings, they're losing slowly their core audience over time. And that happens in any business, right? If you just cater to your same, you know, you know, fan base, some of them are going to drop off this naturally. It just happens, right? Okay. But we kind of go back to the CM Punk thing, like that whole fiasco being a black guy on AEW and they lost a lot of fans. But I think it might go back to Cody. I think that when Cody left, the company, it was a huge um, loss for that company. And I think it might be more than we realized because we, we can talk about the on-screen part of Cody, right? Because um, he had a different vibe. I think he brought some of those WWE fans to the show. But I think he's also missed um, backstage. But he was a, a locker room leader. He was somebody that the younger wrestlers looked up to. Um, Ricky Starks is one of the guys that really talks about has a relationship with him um, now. He also was a great advocate for that company, right? He was almost like the poster boy boy for AEW. You know, Tony Khan was sending Cody out to do, he you know, PR. media and press, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And he, was, he did a damn good job of it. Now, who, now who's the guy that, that replaces Cody as that spokesperson for the company? They haven't. So, so and, and long story going into is I think that, what if Cody still was around backstage? Would he have kind of like smoothed some of those fires? Would he have kind of uh, helped kind of mediate some of the beefs between some of these different wrestlers? Because that was a role. People used to come to him. So I think that at this point, from a ratings perspective, from a backstage perspective, um, that the company really lost a lot when uh, Cody left. What do you guys think? If that's how... If he was a locker room leader like that, because I I don't know if he was, then absolutely they they miss that. Because even if you know I, I'm not in the AEW locker room, I don't know the, the rumors or the whisperings of how it is right now. 
Um, but if you lose a leader in any case, someone that you could go to to vent to that could be your moral compass and they're gone, then of course you're going to feel that. Um, Storyline wise, remember I've told you I'm not the biggest Cody fan when it comes to like like storytelling and his wrestling matches themselves. Um, that's just not my, again my cup of cup of tea with wrestling. But behind the scenes, absolutely, he comes up dressed up in a suit, looking like a politician, like a like a politician you can believe in. You know, he was that PR guy, and they don't have that. I guess maybe Kenny might be probably would be that person that I would know of. Hmm. I'm, I just pulled up. Um... All out and double or nothing from last year's match card. I kind of just wanted to see. I think that uh, AEW took a hit in perception when Cody left. I don't think Cody leaving had anything to do with the drop in television quality, per se. I think I've talked about it already. I think ROH did it did a number on AEW TV. Him, you know, Tony trying to get that going on TV, you know, and kind of pushing it. Of course, you know, the punk thing didn't help. But real quick, if you look at Double or Nothing last year, which was last May, so it means Cody has was still gone during that time period. Cody left in February. Double or Nothing, of course, is at the end of May. Card was Hangman versus Punk on top. MJF versus Warlow. Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Hardys versus Young Bucks. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Team Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve. House of Black versus T- Death Triangle. Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. Thunder Rosa versus Serena D. Jade versus Anna J. That is a really, really strong card. And then strong. we had Britt versus Ruby versus Chris Stanlander. Okay, so that TV was probably pretty good. I remember that TV. Then real quick, if you look at All Out last year, Mox and Punk was on top. Britt versus Jamie versus Tony versus Cheetah for the championship. Elite versus Adam Page in Dark Order. Jade versus Athena. Swerving Our Girly Glory versus Acclaim. Jungle Boy versus Christian. Ricky Starks versus Power Hobbs. Uh, FTR and Warlow versus Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. House of Black versus Darby, Sting, and Miro. Man, where's Miro at? We miss you, Miro. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. The Casino Ladder Match. I don't know who was in that. Pac versus Kip Sabian. Mm, whatever. Um... Sammy and Tay against Ortiz and Ruby. And then we had Eddie versus Ishii. Not as strong as Double or Nothing, but still a pretty strong card, right? So do I think that Cody is really missed? Maybe. I don't think, though, that's what we would be looking at in terms of quality of TV, though. What about even when he was on, Even when he was on TV, we knew. We, we called it the Cody-verse. It just felt so separate. We enjoyed it, besides the Anthony and Gogo stuff, right? But everything else, for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed Cody's stuff on AEW TV. But it was absolutely separate. It was you had the Cody stuff, and then you got everybody else's stuff. Um, backstage, I, I still I mean that that fight would have happened if Cody was there or not. Punk still would have went off at that press conference. But so. you know, here's the thing I would say though, because um, you know, Cody had revealed in that uh, interview in MMA Hour. Um, with Ariel, that you know, he and Punk were dinner partners, right? So mm-hmm. they had a, a bit of rapport. So what if one, of the, you know, during one of the dinners, you know, Punk had, you know, just had a conversation with him, like, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking," or "This is how I feel about X, Y, and Z." Now Cody's there to kind of talk to him a little bit about it. What's going on? 
You know, he has a relationship with the Bucks and Kenny and, you know, Paige, right? Maybe, again, he could have been there to kind of help mediate the beef. I, I feel like you think about, like, a lot of these, uh, you know, sports rosters, right? Like, sometimes you got to have those veterans that kind of help keep everything smooth, right? And sometimes when you lose those veterans, those key locker room people, like, you get, like, an implode. Like, Cody could have maybe, and I hear just speculation, right? But Cody could have mm-hmm. been the guy, the common denominator that kind of could that could have brought those guys together. He could have been the common denominator to bring a lot of these guys together. I, I like the stuff with Andrade and Miro. Who knows where that's gonna go, right? Because you know Miro hasn't been on TV since whatever disagreement he had with Tony behind the stage. I mean backstage. But who knows if Cody could have been there to kind of smooth things over, mediate the beef. So it's something to think about. Something to think about. If I had to bet, though, gun in my head, I'm going to say no, because we remember we were hearing rumblings that they weren't getting along. Cody, Bucks, and Kenny weren't getting oh, along. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, toward yeah, the end of that. So, yep, yep, I do remember that. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, of course, good good discussion point, but we really don't know. I do have a question for you guys, um, kind of circling back to Dynamite. So at the end, we saw that, hey, now we know Blackpool Combat Club are heels. Yep. Mox didn't bleed. Yes. He's a heel. Yes. So this is incredible. Yes. Thank you, Mox. Thank you, Mox. Yes. But it looks like we're getting BCC versus the Elite. Is that something that you guys are super into? I'm interested in it. But yeah. again, I thought the yep. BCC was more on ROH. Um, but if we're going to ride with this, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to get great really, wrestling really out of it. it. And I think we're going to get a great storyline, too. I really do. So I'm excited for that. I was also excited to see Taya Valkyrie last night. So shout out to her. Uh, it is we've been talking about it. It's time for Jade to lose that belt, get that belt off of her. That thing is like a, I I don't know what you want to call it, but she cannot move to that next step in development until she gets that belt off of her. She can start getting some losses on her and really get in the ring with some of the top talent in AEW. So I cannot wait until they have that match. I think that match is really going to be good for Jade also because of course. Taya can go in the ring, but you put that belt on Taya, get Jade on to something else. No, no, don't scrap that boy. Scrap it. Get rid of it. Get rid of that title. <laughs> get rid of that title. Let's get a women's tag um, title. Because uh, at this point, the TBS house is like, it's like the million dollar championship. Like, to be honest with you, like, I, I almost think, as you said, I think Jade is above that title. I, mm-hmm. I feel like all the big time like women like you know uh you know tony soraya they're all going after the women's world title right and i think jamie's even said and that, they might need to cut that she said oh, the only important championship is the women's championship like right so that's kind of slowing shade on the tbs title so maybe we get them in a, in a match together and maybe we get a unification match because that belt needs to go away it's not doing her any favor it's not doing anybody any favor. if jay mm-hmm. doesn't have the title if 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 Taya wins it, I don't care about it <laughs> like at all. I don't want to see her defend that title against anybody. That belt was for Jay. If Jay doesn't have it, get rid of it. Well, you know what? And what I think too, though, what I would want for it to happen is TBS champion is only on TBS, and the TNT champion is only on TNT. And what I would really like if they are put in the main event spots, like and they wrestle pretty consistently. Give me Hobbs. On top of Dynamite, well, he's on he's, a he's on TNT, show. and they only okay, get specials so every quarter, which sucks because we just talked about the Rampage piece. But 
have him main event the majority of Ram, whoever that, that TNT champion is. They are on TNT, and seeing they are the TNT champion, back in the day how we had the TV champ, you wrestled on TV, and it, they wrestled weekly on TV. World, world champ, you had to pay for, of course, the house shows and pay-per-views, but I would like for them to do something similar. TBS belt, only on TBS, which means Dynamite, and put whoever, whatever women's champ that is, have them in that main event slot the majority of weeks. I think then you make that belt important. So, well, so to address what E said about that belt itself, it's, it is called the TBS championship. TBS wants that belt. So I don't see that ever going away. I kind of like your idea of, again, you put that title up for, you know, a contest every week, every other week on the show, same thing for TNT. Um, but I'm drawing a parallel of Jade and the TBS championship and kind of with Austin Theory and the money in the bank. I'm not going to compare necessarily the money in the bank to a championship, but once she drops this, when we saw what happened when Austin Theory lost his money in the bank, he mm-hmm. he rocketed out of here. And I think this is going to really, really help Jade. I think we all actually agree on this. I think the common consensus, even in the wrestling community, that get this off of her is kind of a is kind of a hindrance on her now. Not to disrespect a championship in any way, but she's beyond it at this point. And for her to you know get some losses and and she can come back and be the TBS champion later on. Um, I just don't think the TBS championship itself is going to go away. I just as long as they have a deal on TBS for Dynamite, I don't see that happening. Well, Rhodesia, I don't. That's not a TBS thing. That was a Tony thing. Tony. That was one of his things. He he wanted a TBS championship. Um, I, don't, I don't think that was a TBS stipulation. And if anything, they could rebrand it the TBS tag team titles. Like I just, it's just it's just a title that doesn't mean anything. I feel like the TBS title means as much as the FTW. FTW. But that's not even means. a real title. That's that's well, something TBS? that has. But to be fair, to be fair though, is that do you feel that way just because? we know she wasn't losing anytime soon. I mean, like her being the champ and wrestling lower to mid talent in these matches, the belt wouldn't mean anything, right? Like if we know, all right, she's not losing this week. She's going against local talent. Okay. She's not losing this week. She's going against whoever the belt can't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I just week. don't want them. I don't want them losing that belt. I don't want them gaining any new belts, but I would have a problem with it. There's only one women's belt and there's still two and three tag team belts. titles. That's why yes, you get a tag team title. Put that up. Yeah, I think either she put it or she may have retweeted. Somebody made a comment okay. about. So I'll give you. I give you a tag team. Tag titles. But I don't like. I don't like getting rid of that second woman. If you want to name the championship something different, so be it. But for me, for you to have only one singles championship as for a woman, and you have three currently for men, I don't think that's cool either. Or probably four, don't they? We have international. Yeah. We have. Um, I'm not counting TNT. FTW. The TNT, TNT and then the championship. Championship. So I'm, I'm, only, I'm not counting FTW. Trios. But be your thing. Trios, tag tags. Yeah. I'm at five. I'm not counting those no. either. I said, I'm talking about singles only. Singles. But here's only. here's the thing though. Like they only have time on the show for what two women segments on on average. We got a new show starting. We got time. <laughs> we got time now, baby. So this hey. one's gonna give us like a, a two hundred thousand viewers <laughs> that we gonna watch. That's what it's and about. Then, and then, and then MJF and Jungle Boy are going to talk about, oh, <laughs> I'm going to get you on the, the third show, Poop Page. Hey, so uh, word on the street is, Ishan, you hate AEW. Is that, is, that, is that an accurate assessment? I've seen people say you turn up pretty hard on AEW every week. 
I just want to give you the floor to say if you do hate AEW. You say I hate Cody. I don't think I think everybody knows I don't hate Cody. But there's some words out there you may hate AEW. You I would comment? say I, I would say I, sh- I don't hate anything. I think that's a very strong word. Um, but I strongly dislike their creative. <laughs> I strongly dislike. I like it. Got it. Right. Yep. And and I would say that probably like AEW is always fresher in my mind um, after watching these shows because I just watched it the night before. Um, but like I said, it's always a very interesting show. Man. So right now, if, if you had to say the AEW creator for you is either sugar or shit. What nice is callback. Uh, poop emoji. <laughs> TFW moment of the week. Rhodesia, sing that beautiful jingle. TFW. Moment of the week. I would hit it like I did last week, but the soundboard is just like spinning, spinning like 22. We're at 25 episodes in. We can't have a consistent sound effect. I would throw uh, this. Give me the shit one. 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 I can't. I can't give you anything. Oh, it's it's spinning. It's spinning. It's doing its thing right now. Okay, fine. Let's go. So there you go. If you guys don't know what the TFW TFW moment of the week is, it is anything that we deem as being, hey, we need to shout this out wrestling related. Could be anything we saw that was wrestling specific. We want to shout it out to to show some highlights. Mine's is actually for Bad Bunny. This was just a couple days ago. He was on the James, I think his name is James Corden. He was on that show where they do the uh, car uh, karaoke and yeah. And um, you guys all know Bad Bunny is like outside of probably Drake and Beyonce, the biggest music star in the world. And on that show, he said that him wrestling at WrestleMania 37 was the best day of his life. So we a lot of times we talk about just like how when you're in wrestling, that's what it's about. So for this man to be at the height of music and to say that, yeah, me wrestling at WrestleMania was the highlight of my entire life. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. So that was my TFW moment of the week. Uh, Rhodesia, what is yours? I have two, and I can only give one. So I'm going to say my TFW moment of the week, and I hopefully I don't steal the thunder of Eshan, but it's going to be an actual show of Mox not bleeding. He was able to put on a match, and when I looked up at the three-minute mark and he wasn't bleeding, I'm like, I must have stepped into the Twilight Zone. And guess what? It was still a great match. You didn't have to show blood. So for me, Moxley not bleeding, this might be a sign that he's about to go on vacation. That's my TFW moment yeah, of the right. week. right. <laughs> great moment of the week. This vacation stuff. So my moment is the release of WWE 2K23, family. You know, I got a passion for my gaming and my wrestling gaming, and it's a great, it's a great game. It's a great game right now, and I want to put out, uh, I want to send some shouts out to a couple people, um, some of the uh, friends and family of the show, my boy Grizz, check him out on Twitter, um, subscribe to his Patreon, because this man is making us some modding tools so we can make awesome content for, for this awesome game right now. Also, check out my boy Rips at PWM um, Mods. Search him, you'll find him. And a friend of our fan uh, of our show, Brandon James, man, get at your boy. Let's get you on this PC dark side, baby. Let's get you to the to the best side. This game is phenomenal right now, guys. I haven't really got my my teeth into it. I actually took the day off the other day when it um when it released, and I slept the whole day. I ain't play. I played maybe an hour of the game. I slept the whole darn day away. I have no idea. But hey, that's my moment of the week. My favorite game 
for one of my favorite things, wrestling. Love it. I think my TFW moment of the week, one week is going to be when he doesn't talk about how sleepy he is for an episode. We can get through one episode where he doesn't talk about how sleepy he is. That is going to be my TFW moment of the absolute decade. I agree. Call. Can I add this in to then since we're talking after somebody TFW? There you go. What you got? Okay. So my second TFW moment of the week is the Oh, rumor. no, 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 no. No, you no, can't no, no. Come on, come on. Come on. Please, no, please, please. No, come on. It's not going to be a big deal next week. Yeah, you come can't on. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Come on. I do have a quick question for you. Have you played enough? of 2k to say if it's better than last year's or not yet i have not all right we'll come back we'll next check week back in us. next week yep, yep. Check right next i have week. not picked it up just because i know i won't have the time to play it but the word online is people are absolutely loving it i haven't seen really anything negative on this year's game which is which you know, really really cool you know the word i heard too about it what'd you hear my second tfw moment of the week is that butch might become pete um pete <laughs> Done back again. She bust it. Couldn't even get it out. Boy, oh boy. But Pete Dunn is coming back, y'all. Pete Dunn is coming back. All right, bye, y'all. You done? Are you done? I think I'm done. I'm done. E, you got anything else? See, we going back and forth. Anything more? <laughs> yeah, we we you could we could have saved that one for next week, Rhodesia. See, no. she don't want to listen. No, we're going to get something else. You know what? She's, she's, she's like the talent that don't want to be produced properly. They think they know exactly. everything. Well, and then when they do that. it, they fall flat on their face. I don't that care. That. I'm not even going to go through my typical spill at the end about where to follow us and all that They need stuff. to, though. But I don't want them to after they just have to hear that second TFW moment of the week. Why not? If you guys are listening, you guys know where we are. Please leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We would appreciate that. We out of here. Episode 25. I Goodbye. hope you guys enjoyed it. Here's to many more. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next week.